the way you do anything is the way you do everything. How do I how do I phrase this without sounding like an ass? Oh, this can be anything I want. And, oh and my Grace god! And I was like, wow, this is great. And both of us were like, wow. That's so powerful. That is it so was powerful. Really awesome. <laughs> a, like self torture relationship with various pleasures, you know. Promiscuity, like, baby. <laughs> completely disrupt my worldview. Or, but you know, yes. not us together. Not but not we you and me collectively. But we collectively. <laughs> I'm a, I'm awake. I'm like wide awake now. But if oh. I did, it would be the steamroller. <laughs> like sexual freedom was encouraged, yeah. not just in the sense of like be with as many people as possible, but also in the sense where like if you don't want to be with anyone, that's also super sick. This podcast discusses naughty experiences, uses naughty language, and all the naughty things your parents won't want to hear about. Talk dirty to me. so exciting I, I i'd say i can't believe we finally got this guest booked and recording but i actually can't believe it because it's been like three months of us trying to organize this one and we're finally here i'm so excited um ella how are we doing the nature of what kinds of conversations become like possible when yeah. people enter different life stages I'm just great, you know, I'm just out in the world, so excited to meet this guest, yeah. so excited to get talking about all the things. Um, I'm so happy you're finally meeting this guest, this is unbelievable. Were there struggles along the way to get us to this point? Of course, yeah. but it's worth it, I know it. Every week, right, we've known each other for like 10 years, I'd say, yeah, about that. Um, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and former camp counselor, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> It's my favorite. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Um, I was here the whole time. I just was being quiet. So yeah. It's, I, it's just though I just came out from behind the curtain. Most yeah. people, yeah, most people usually chime in. And I'm like, okay, this is good. I should have. I'm sorry. You're no, like, like yeah, 10 years. <laughs> and I was like nodding. Yes. So for the podcast, people just know that I was nodding very enthusiastically in, in approval <laughs> of the description of the past 10 years. <laughs> Oh, so. no, I love that. We um we are so happy to finally have you on here. And yeah, you know, again, we could all apologize till cows come home because all three of us have been shit about getting this booked and, you know, and going. But we are so happy to, to finally have you here and to have a catch up as well. But also for us to like have a conversation as adults too, because I feel as though we sort of missed a few years I would have been 24, 25 almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh my God. So my age, that's crazy. Um, yeah. But the, then, you know, then wow. we saw each other. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little wow. From, wow. From Ella. I just thought I'd like throw in my two cents. Yeah. yeah. Ella wow is in public right now. So she's, she's muted <laughs> for the you. most. Thank most. you. Thank um, yeah. But no, it's, I'm, I'm so excited and to, to, you know, learn new things and, and all that. I'm, very very excited for this yeah the nature of what kinds of conversations become like possible when yeah. people enter different life stages which of course isn't linear right like that could be happening in a dip where between the ages mm -hmm. of 24 and 27 you might be particularly open to having certain conversations and then you go back inside some shell at like 28 or maybe not maybe you just continue to open up but it is fascinating to revisit with people friends or family doesn't matter and and see like oh wow we could connect on an entirely different level mm -hmm. or the opposite. Be like, wow, we do not connect Nothing at all, at all anymore, in common. which also happens, but rarely. Yeah. Rarely. <laughs> yeah. Because by the time it gets to that next stage, you're like, you know what? I've decided you're not coming into this next stage with me. Like, sure. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, many times people make those choices for sure. Yeah. So we, the introduction is, it's pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward um, this season for the guests. So if you could just yes. say- your... It is the only structured part yeah, this of is this season, this... which I frankly love. I think yeah. that adds to the charm. Well, and roulette at the end, but that's even a mess because that was just me for the past 10 minutes trying to organize that because I don't know what organization means. Um, if you can just give us your name and pronouns, um, Ella and I are both she, her pronouns, and then tell us what's one- what is something that you want to learn or get better at? And then the final thing is one thing you think everyone should try. So whenever you're Okay. Ready. 
Yes. So Colin, he, him. Excellent. And the second one was what? <laughs> I'm supposed to do. <laughs> what something... is something you want to learn or get better at? It can right. Be I want to learn and get better at essentially engineering right? okay. uh, in the broad scope of things, but in the same way that people as artists are able to. I, I, it's hard to analogize this in the biggest umbrella, but engineering in broad terms, like looking at an object and thinking how I can reconfigure that object and use it to some kind of functional means. Um, That's been a really fun game. And I kind of realized that that is (laughs) almost entirely the game that all of us are playing, Mm -hmm. whether we're making a film or whether we're trying to fix something around the house. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun to like realize how much of the human brain has a natural tendency to play in that way. And we just happen to call it engineering or crafting or whatever. So that, whatever that is. I love that. Uh, no, yeah. I'm obsessed that. with that. Can you tell he's also not a child like our other, like us and all of our other guests? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I am also well, that too. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, it, like I would say a kid playing with not even Legos, which is too easy, but like, building a dollhouse and like making a family situation out of these little miniature toys and using Mm -hmm. your imagination to be like, Oh, this can be the car, even though it's just like cube, you know, like that in is engineering an imaginary world for different purposes, obviously. But it's same kind of thing. It's learning to get back to that same kind of, Oh, this can be anything I want and I can shape it like clay and having that mentality in the physical world reinforces having it in your emotional life and reinforces having it in your, everything. Um, really love that. And then the thing I would advise everybody try would probably be, um, reading about cosmology or physics. Um, yeah, that, or like hard sciences, uh, description of realities, especially physics and like quantum physics. Yes. I have a question. I raised my hand. I have a question. Um, I mean, I have multiple, but the first one, do I, is everybody it, gets one. Okay. <laughs> okay I, I'll limit to this one because this is, this came to my head first. Is it, okay, um, Alo, you go first. Thank you. Is this limited to reading? Because, um, that's going to look like Greek to me. So can I listen to no, it in like an audio? Great point. Type? I would advise people in just, and it could be through lecture formats. What the, what I am trying to nudge people towards would be, um, ingestion of what the conclusions or lack thereof of hard physics, uh, especially in like quantum mechanics, because I think by and large, my experience has been that I read or watched lectures of things that completely disrupt my worldview, or I shouldn't say mine, but the one that I am harboring temporarily mm-hmm. that was given to me by our culture. And it completely is usurped by what we would consider basic facts of technical reality, not even perception and all this jazz. And so I feel like any way that you can ingest that factual information and really digest it and say like, okay, I need to take this in and realize that these basic assumptions about reality are fundamentally incorrect and proven to be so in laboratory settings such that I am walking on air and like, I really have no concept and that can be very liberating and whatever gets you to that, yeah. uh, doesn't have to be looking at equations and, and cause I, it's all Greek to me as well, <laughs> but just being exposed to the concepts and the, the conclusions of these fields is any way you can get your hands on that stuff. Or if you can just skip it and tr- take the word of those people who have done all the work, I find that that is way more fun. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> That's really brilliant. Can I ask how you, um, came to do all these readings and watch these lectures like what spurred that interest uh, uh honestly i don't think it's uh, yeah i don't know i i <laughs> have always been into nature and uh i don't i can't even which is everything right so i don't even know how to define that thing but as a kid i would be very into animals and learning whatever how anything worked and i was very curious and then my curiosity uh I was also a performer from a very young age and I very much was pushed in that direction. Not hard, like uh, with a, you know, helicopter, like stage mom or anything, but Mm -hmm. very much nudged and reinforced. Like, Oh, that's what you are. That's what you do naturally. You should do that more often. Um, But there was always a consistent curiosity for all things. 
And as I learned more about any one thing, because I got like a degree in biology and all that stuff, and that required a little bit of uh, like foundational exposure to stuff like physics and chemistry. And that made me realize how many uh, <laughs> how many fake divisions we put between everything and made me even more curious. I'm like, oh, if I'm interested in biology, I'm literally interested in physics and cosmology because yeah. evolutionary biology requires earth science and requires a, a knowledge of chemistry and physics over the scale of eons and also zooming into, yeah, like what is the idea of a thought? These are all like the things that, you know, people have toiled with in all the different quote fields of science, as well as philosophy and all these things. So I feel like curiosity in any one field and finding the answers within that field immediately leads to another, which is really fun because it never ends. It's like, oh, wow, everything is everything. Uh, um, yeah. So I think the physics is just the most recent you know, in this chunk, half of a decade is the most recent iteration of that. Like, right. Okay. Now I need to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't perceive it as a subsect or a field, but the culture organizes it such. So I have to like, like I'm reading a book about this instead of, I can't just read a book that teaches you. everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that I, I don't know where that started. I guess no, animals I are cute, so you start looking at them and being like, wow, what do you eat? So I actually have a question for you, and now this, don't, okay, how do I, how do I phrase this without sounding like an ass? So obviously- You've got it, Olo, you can do it. Yeah, you. we'll okay. see if I can answer without sounding like an ass. <laughs> there we go, that's the other half of the coin. Um, so obviously, you know, you're a couple years older than us, you're not like older than us, but I'm just realizing you- like we just established that when you and I met you were my age like literally in the year of 24 before 25 like within the span yeah. of a few months yeah no I know this is obviously very early on the episode but we seem to be jumping into big conversations big like quickly yes what's something that if you if you could like see the Colin that was like about to embark on this you know summer course or whatever like what is something that you think is imperative for him to Actually, usually it's what would you, like, what's one thing you would tell them to do or, or, or whatever. But let's take the, the reverse. Like, what's one thing that you think in the past 10 years you've been able to, um, uh, maybe not, uh, how do ask I it, say, wait, now, now that we've tried it that way, ask it like an ass. Whatever you were trying to avoid. Okay, so you're doing. old. I love that suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Go on. No, no, no. Okay. What is, what's a potentially a regret or potentially an event that or something that has happened in the past 10 years that you think you could have potentially avoided or approached differently or something just yeah, yeah so because usually the question would be like oh what's one piece of advice that you'd give yourself and it'd be like love yourself whatever but let's take it the other way and it's like well what's one thing that you think you probably could have um maybe altered had you made a different decision or, yeah, I, I yeah, you this is going to be right a cop now. out. Yeah, I've, I mean, oh. but um, I genuinely, uh, I feel at least at this moment, almost nothing. The only thing I would probably give myself advice to augment in the past, uh, which kind of violates its own principle, would just be to to self correct less and mm. to to like. There's been a, one of my favorite phrases is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And Ooh. I find that during that chunk of time of my life and any other chunk of time in my life, when I am just being, I tend to look back with very minimal regrets mm. versus when I am attempting to construct uh, a specific personality or construct a specific relationship with whatever my community instead of just being within it and letting it kind of organically develop yeah. and obviously that doesn't mean screaming at people when you're angry or anything like that but you know practicing tact and decorum as we consciously decide to falls into that same category of just being because this is intellectualizing and and wanting things uh, and trying to become somebody that we are presently thinking we're not is also just a natural byproduct of being. So it's like, you can't discipline yourself out of that and be like, let go of that crap. It's like, well, then let go of that crap of the wanting to yeah. tell me to let go of that. So it kind of goes both ways, which is why I say there's really no regrets because if it weren't for whatever 
travesties or mistakes or what I perceive as social blunders that I have pursued, I wouldn't have, you know, gone through my own learning experience. But more importantly, it's acknowledging and accepting that there are aspects of life that I could never possibly envelop in my mind, such Mm -hmm. as like, I may be, and this is something I've talked to friends about, it's loving your own fate or your own destiny doesn't mean you're going to get exactly what you want. But it's like, if I have to be the person at the end of the movie who bends down to tie their shoelaces and then allows the, the quote hero in this moment to jump off of my back and do a slam dunk, I'm going to perceive that I wasted the game, but it's like that never would have happened had I not done my stupid thing and had my mistake in the middle of this situation. So it's not about me. Like for all I know, all the stupid crap I did that I would discipline myself out of prompted someone else to learn something and be like, oh, that's how not to be. Or, you know, uh, that's that's how that makes me feel when somebody says blank in whatever tone. Now I know to like I learned something about myself and had I changed that about me, that person never would have gotten that living experience. So I'm not saying that that's the case, right? I'm yeah. not saying that like every, you know, right. And obviously there are limits in this. Like if I had the amount of negative feedback in my personal life as someone like Harvey Weinstein, I'd be like, maybe I should rethink things. And there are de- like way more innocuous categories of things that friends have given me feedback on. Uh-huh. But again, it's the gradual accumulation of that feedback that has allowed me to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can be less like yeah. uh, put fewer metrics on things and just hang out with my friends instead of we can only hang out if we're doing work and making progress on whatever right. these these technical goals are. Um, so I think that that would be the thing, but that's already shifted. And I realized that shifted because of the momentum of me doing it wrong or doing it that way for so long. Okay. So I wouldn't want to oh. change that because. Shit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is this is good stuff (laughs) that's such good life advice oh my gosh thank you uh you're welcome you guys say this to everybody no we Uh, don't because we like really don't (laughs) the last the last episode like the last recording emotionally actually made brought both of us to tears at one point and that was first time that happened this one like I'm I'm awake. I'm like wide awake now. Um, oh no! So oh my gosh, this is me good. Too. I'm like listening with rapt attention. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank you. It's hard for me to tell because I talk so much. I'm very long winded. So I'm like, are they waiting for me to? Oh no! They're no, no, we love okay, this. Cool. No, no, we're we're lapping it up. <laughs> we're very good about interrupting people when we feel like a story is going on too long. We have a really God. elegant way of doing yeah. that. So if we don't interrupt we'll you, like, like, please keep yeah. speaking. So. I am thinking in terms of subject lines and sort of where to take this conversation because obviously there's we had a, the discussion just before recording and and Colin was very much like quite open to a lot of conversations and whatnot there were a few things which we thought oh we might have a tale for this and that um one thing that you mentioned was which sounds to me it it doesn't um it's not an oxymoron, but in a way it sort of kind of is, where I just wrote down these two words, so I'm hoping I remember and heard you correctly. It's like healthy relationship with com- pros- proscumis- pros- pros- <laughs> promiscuity, <Thank> baby. You. <laughs> promiscuity, thank you. Oh my yeah. god, I am as red as an tomato um, yes yes yeah promise duty is one thing proscomuity though is i think you should be ashamed for yeah <laughs> you pro- know proscomuous <laughs> me too i mean i can't even say i'm too embarrassed to even say the word I yeah can't even yeah it's it. taboo it's, it's, it's really so taboo. taboo you can't even yeah and it should be pronounce it correctly <laughs> okay so um, the legit word um so can we dig into that is that something you're happy to yeah. talk about yeah i would i'd love to talk about it i mean uh I, the reason I, I agree with you that it does stand out as a an um has inherent like contrast in the phrasing of it like healthy relationship yeah. with promiscuity, um, but it, it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. It and I and I only say it and bring it up in in conversations because I know it's something that I've experienced mm-hmm. a lot of exploration and discussions with various friends and acquaintances about them and their relationships and yeah. I. Yeah for whatever reason, end up being one of the friends that many, many of the people in my community will come to and and solicit for either feedback or just as like a sounding board for issues of that nature. Um, yeah. 
and maybe I need to get better at interrupting people. I don't know if <laughs> too, too inviting, but it's a so useful it's a, skill if you can do it gracefully. <laughs> yeah, right. I have not yet learned that. So I feel that most people in our culture, maybe not in Europe as much, but have a, a like self-torture relationship with various pleasures. You know, like I can eat this food, but I'm going to feel like shit about it afterwards or I'm going to guilt and shame myself for not working out subsequently. Um, and the I, I take the view that having your cake and eating it too is really that simple. It's like you just have the cake and you eat it. And the only reason I've run into in my personal life, and I grant that that is extremely privileged in a number of ways that allows for luck and all kinds of things to be um, like, I have a positive bias towards mm -hmm. my experiences. And I recognize that and discuss that with friends ad nauseum. But the only obstacle I've encountered in my life that keeps me and other people from having their cake and eating it too, in whatever context we're talking about, tends to be socially enforced and only socially enforced. There are no physical limitations or technical limitations or spiritual or mental limitations in being able to do these these things that uh like for example eating a piece of food like and then working out and having no shame cycle involved and feeling right. great about yourself for indulging uh and also taking care of yourself in a delicate balance mm -hmm. and it's the the social enforcement of oh you can't do blank without doing blank that creates the shame cycle like you can't have sex with somebody without being in an explicit like boyfriend girlfriend dynamic that is what we label and we agreed that that's how we recognize that relationship with that person mm -hmm. and that is kind of asinine to me uh it, it has become asinine to me from from experience it's not like you know it's something that people should feel stupid for thinking i'm just yeah. for my own yeah. life experience um i i've come to realize i'm like why do i think that Oh, there is literally not a single reason that I think that besides other people are going to yeah, say that, oh, you don't do blank, you're bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the having a healthy relationship with promiscuity is, I only talk about that because it's a, a perfect buzz word way to talk about that theme overall yeah. of like how to have a healthy relationship with being a disgusting normal human uh, <laughs> who is also like a spiritually enlightened being who is here for whatever amount of time we're here and ideally should enjoy all the fruits of being here whatever that may be for that given person if i were born in a wheelchair with one arm and i had the ability to kind of learn how to draw which I mean, I'm granted I'm not doing, it, and that were one of the only things I could do. I'd be like, wow, I'm gonna enjoy this to the maximum. Yeah. So if you find yourself, whoever you are, to be a sexually explorative or sexually excited being, and you have other willing parties who are willing to explore that and act out with you, and you're not doing harm to anyone, in the you know the old uh, the balance of the entire. Uh, so infusing this libertarian ideal where we obviously don't do harm to other people, but what is the point of not enjoying whatever it is you want to enjoy? Uh, and typically I find the only reason to not enjoy it is because like I said, like social compliance basically. Mm -hmm. um, and I think ending that cycle and creating spaces where people are allowed to do whatever they want uh, within the reason of not doing harm to other people and teaching them how to go about doing whatever they want in a way that doesn't bring harm to other people in a way that invites other people to make the same choices for themselves without shame or guilt or, or suffering on the back end is how we kind of build that better world where we can all have our cake and eat it too, including what I've loved in uh, experience of people who are not inclined to be um, promiscuous, let's say, when people are like, oh yeah, I actually really prefer to have this kind of dynamic with my partners where it's like just just the, the two of us and it's like exclusive. I get a lot out of that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. How lovely for you to feel welcome to express that. And I feel like we have a social inclination to invite that perspective and we should have an equal yes. social inclination to invite the alternative perspective of, nah, I'd rather just do whatever I want all the time and I love having sex with you and, and that's uh, what we are going to be for each other in addition to whatever else we're going to be yeah. that can be sufficient. I completely agree. I think it is one of these things. And I think that like Ella and I were particularly lucky to have gone to, you know, a, a drama school at university and, and whatnot, where it is, you know, the majority of people aren't like 
monogamous, straight, cis, you know, like it, the yeah. cisgender. Conventional. Like it, it, conventional, yeah. exactly, like quote-unquote traditional conventional relationship dynamics. So to have experienced that and then, like, for me, coming back um, to my motherland my like moving back across the homeland can the audience homeland. guess where that is yeah gee i wonder <laughs> i haven't mentioned that before um there'll, there'll be a questionnaire on the um instagram story coming up look out for it look out yeah, for winners. it and if you get the answer right um i don't know colin i'll give you a kiss i don't know yeah um, you get a you get a vinyl print of this episode <laughs> Ooh, that's quite a good idea but <laughs> my um my point um wherever it may be is it for for me like going to this going to that school and you know being in an environment where everything was i mean i felt like everyone came to the table pretty afraid to talk about a lot of things and pretty afraid to experience a lot of things but by the end of the four years or three years you know or a semester or whatever i i felt like in that environment most people felt like they were able I, okay, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, of course, but it was to see sort of fears disappear and learn to, you know, trust and everything in, t in terms of your, you know, your skills and whatever with being a creative artist, but also in terms of yourself, whatever your gender identity is, your sexual preference is, what, you know, all of that stuff. And then coming back to London, the conversation is different and it's, um, you know, it, it, it is more conventional and like conventional, traditional, as we were saying, in terms of sort of the relationships you find and you're more typically going to come across like a male and female couple who are like exclusive with each other only, whereas back in, you know, my life in New York, it was so different. And yeah. I think that it is, it, I mean, I'm also not in the same bubble over here as I was over there. Like the, you know, my bubble changed and my environment changed and everything. So it's not like that world doesn't exist here. It obviously does. I just haven't found myself in it over mm -hmm. here. So it's been kind of a different, I wouldn't necessarily say difficult, but you know, kind of difficult in a sense, because when it comes to trying to have conversations about things where, you know, when when it's about, like, opening up someone else's eyes to the fact that there are, you know, like... Alternatives. Alternatives, exactly. <laughs> is it's kind of like, yeah, but are there? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, like there are, you know? Um, um, just to build off of that, what mm -hmm. you were saying, I we're... It's a particular situation because going to school in New York, going to art school in New York, you're essentially in two separate bubbles. You're in yeah. the liberal bubble that is New York City that is ultimately more sexually free, I'd say, than most parts of the United States. And then we're also in the bubble of our program that we were in. Which is extremely sexually free. <laughs> not, I know, it's kind of crazy. Um, but what's really cool about our program that I kind of took for granted at the time is like how much like sexual freedom was encouraged yeah. not just in the sense of like be with as many people as possible but also in the sense where like if you don't want to be with anyone that's also super sick like be yeah. comfortable with yourself in your own body that's yeah. amazing Absolutely. um and it wasn't neither side was looked down upon or like held up on a pedestal as being better mm -hmm. and I think that's super super valuable and i i personally often take advantage of having had that experience yeah yes yeah yeah and it, it's it's a similar it's like a social iteration of something that i i would always get into tiffs with friends about that is like a to put it into technical terms if one person or let's say we have five random we're all roommates and there's two other people and we're all living in an apartment and some people like it really hot and some people like it really cold, right? There, it, obviously you could pick the mean or the median thing, which is kind of what people try to do with relationships that they encourage or relationship styles and whatever sexual lifestyles that people encourage in, in our culture. Mm -hmm. But there's, there are certain ways to look at the situation where it's like, okay, we have clothes, clothes can warm you. 
so we can make the room cold and people can wear clothes and then be as warm as they want to be or whatever. We can augment our space and create little pockets, so on and so forth. But if we make it too hot, we guarantee for a fact there is zero chance of, 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 of this minority of people being comfortable ever. Mm-hmm. And similarly, there's a social way to conduct ourselves like you're talking about. It's just massive acceptance of the vast majority of positions that – the other alternative way of looking at things that more conservative cultures could not allow for that. It's like, okay, but you are ruining the the situation for, for this other group of people and they're not ruining it for you. So from a black and white technical engineering perspective, it's like there is one optimal way to configure this society and it is to be maximally accepting of these things. Cause then you won't have people being shamed. Like you're talking about for, I don't want to sleep with anybody. Great. Welcome. I want to sleep with everybody. Great. Welcome. I only mm-hmm. want to sleep with one person. Great. Welcome. It's like, whereas if you say like, right, but it's only okay to, to sleep with anybody under these contexts and, and you should feel bad about it. If not, and don't sleep with anybody unless you know that they feel X or Y about you. It's like, uh, okay. Is that, are those your choices? Cause if so, great. If they're yeah. being enforced, which, yeah, which I think is just an artifact of like, maybe this is what you were touching on. Although is, that when you try to tell people about these alternatives, there's often many counterpoints that they're like, yeah, but are there? Cause there's this, this, and that brings in this complexity and this complexity. Yeah. And yes, the reason these social conventions exist and are passed down to us, these vestigial ones and even the functional ones, these institutions like, like marriage and all this stuff, it's not because they didn't work. They, they were very much a solution to a very complex problem that whatever institutions existed hundreds and hundreds of years ago, were like, here's how we can fix that. This, this person's getting pissed that they, this person slept with this person. So let's just say nobody sleeps with anybody yeah. ever yeah. unless you get a stamp of approval from our, our institution of the church. Like, cool, that fixes it. Mm-hmm. And then people are still going to do whatever the fuck they want in the back. And they'll be like, ah, but now we yeah, have a reason to tell you come. that you should be ashamed. So mm-hmm. re- anyway, my point was just that recognizing that this is a complex problem indicates why so few people want to contend with it and wrestle with it and change it because it's like ah, it's just so much easier to feel like shit all the time because my relationships aren't what society tells me they should be yeah instead of me just asserting that no it can be differently and then actually having those complex conversations with every partner and being like how do you feel about the definition of what it means to be in a relationship whatever the hell that means or to be boyfriend girlfriend or you know whatever it is you have to have those conversations in a very literal uh, way or, or, you know, within the limits and bounds of your, your linguistic abilities, obviously. Um, but yeah, like you have to do that because you can't rest on your assumptions that we have the same perspective or that we want to have the same perspective. So uh, that, and that what is what I think you're talking about as far as inviting all these people to be like, I, now I feel safe to tell everybody that I actually am asexual and I don't want to have any relationships. So I was like, great. Yeah. We never would have found that out if I kept telling you, so what kind of partner are you looking for? And those are the questions I'm asking. I'm yeah. fundamentally biasing the whole situation to disallow for another perspective. And that's what I think happens with promiscuity is we, yeah, yeah. Um, not that it doesn't come with, the, like we're just addressing a complex uh, series of potential consequences that have to be managed, just like driving a car. Mm-hmm. Where we don't go, ah, I don't want to put on a seatbelt and look both ways and use indicators and put headlights on at night and think about all that stuff and get gas. Ah, such maintenance. Like you just fucking do it. Yeah. And if we habituated the same kinds of communication necessary to conduct ourselves in these relationships, we'd be the same. We'd be like, right. We had a conversation. We talked about the risks. We talked about our desires. We talked about what our limits are. We set boundaries. And now we're having a great time together. Like, we could do it just as casually as we drive. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Yeah, that was something. I'm I'm not... I had so many points, like, through... All I'm of sorry. That, that I talked through. right through them. No, no, no. That, like, we're going through my head, but they made sense at that point, but I needed you to finish the sentence in order for me to get to the end of my thought, and then the, the next sentence came, and I was like, wait, I have another thought to that. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, it also, I think it also depends kind of, yeah. no, I mean, you're, like, the the wisdom shared and stuff is something that comes through having lived through your 20s and experiencing them, gone through, you know, all of the uh, kind of assumptions of, you know, you have to have achieved this by this and this and that, you know, whatever. But yes. um, yeah. in terms of, like, promiscuity and stuff got it right that time um 
it I think it also depends on so it's not just necessarily about like the the people around you and the environment and stuff in terms of sort of being comfortable to discuss certain things too but I think also wherever you are at your whatever chapter stage you're in too you're going to feel differently about it um mm -hmm. I think and it's also you know so to to have had the chance like what Ella and I were saying about this incredible program that we were in which was not fair to everybody but it was certainly you know it was certainly I think fairer than some it but yeah. I also have a bias because I had a good time um but it's it was like I, I was also fortunate at that point when I was so free to have this to like kind of go through it a promiscuous quote-unquote phase if you will and not feel as though there were too you know not that I wasn't feeling the reper repercussions of it all but it was at a time where I was like I I don't know it just wasn't as I was like, yeah, I'll deal with the consequences when I come to it. Like, if there, if there are any, whatever. But um, I think it also, you know, things change. And uh, so you might be comfortable with a certain conversation now, or you might be encouraging a certain conversation now, but then, like, you might end up in a relationship or something with someone who doesn't have the same, you know... Um, beliefs I guess in a way and then you you know having to deal with or the that. same just idea of how a relationship is structured and how a relationship works for you like yeah. if you don't have those conversations you might end up with someone who has totally different opinions yes exactly even if you have those conversations you might end up with somebody who's totally different than you yeah it's yeah. my experience yeah yeah and it's it's something that I, I, I think also that determine that too you know can determine like are you uh, the, the sort of how you how you manage things how how you you deal with things and and whatnot um i don't really know where the end of the sentence well is no I, I yeah i see i see what you're saying i think that a lot of the difficulties that people like you're talking not everyone's equally capable of having every conversation in the same way and that is totally fine and how it should be right we have an immense amount of diversity in our human population of mental faculties, linguistic faculties, emotional mm -hmm. faculties, etc. And I'm, I'm those are fake subcategories. But you know, personalities, they're all different. Yeah. So the what I think is partly to blame is this cycle of the way that we have been dealing with things sets people up from childhood to be pre traumatized on a given subject matter, right? And then it locks them into this, this, this ossified position of being so pro-blank or so anti-blank when it comes to relationships that they are, by the time they reach adulthood, largely incapable of addressing these things, even if they're with a partner who is like, hey, whatever you feel or think is is fine and cool. And in their head, from their childhood, they're already like, no, I can't tell you that I mm -hmm. like to sniff underwear because I'm going to like feel super disgusting and bad and whatever. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, like you, yeah. and you would never know that. You'd never hear that from them because they've already been pre-traumatized in this neat little package before you ever got to get to them with this open perspective yeah and that's what we're we're all walking around this planet dealing with each other in in a like semi-traumatized state which is why i say like I, whenever i do these like random calls to actions with friends or whatever i'm like if you find yourself capable of engaging uh like for example in politics it's like if you find yourself capable of being patient with somebody in a conversation about racism, mm -hmm. then you should engage with them. You yeah. should not like label them. I'm not telling everybody to do that because some people might have come from a background where it's like, I, I, I don't have the patience or the, I shouldn't have to deal with this. Like, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. But for those of us who can, we need to. And for those of us who can have these conversations and manage the, these conversations of, of being open uh, about whatever the hell we are, like you say, uh, although whatever chapter we're in right now, mm -hmm. it's up to us to to bring that and be like, hey, I feel particularly open and you can too. And yeah. then it's up to them to be like, no, or yeah, okay, great. I'll try it now. I'm You'd just... also mentioned the word, and this is one that I feel like it sort of underlies, a, uh, it lays under a lot of conversations in this podcast, but it's never really talked too much about. Is like um, spirituality and think you know, and be kind of beliefs and and all of that. And that's something that you had mentioned beforehand, like you would be interested in discussing with us. So yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna 
touch on that? Yes. Uh, um, no, yeah. Only It really falls from this thing. By the way, Ella, are you alive? <laughs> I am. I'm alive and I'm well. For our listeners, I am out in the city in public. So I'm trying not to catch other people's conversations while we're having a nice. conversation. Tact and decorum. Look at that. <laughs> but um, on the other note, if anyone catches anything particularly interesting in the background that the I'm not hearing, write in. Let us know what the random New Yorker said. Yeah, please, yeah. please, please. <laughs> we love over. Also, yeah. Talk. Make sure they sign waivers because this podcast is going to make a lot of money. Uh, so yeah. this episode mm-hmm. is anyway. Yeah. We'll yeah. say that it's background noise. So do they have to sign waivers? I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I'll do the Foley and we'll say it was like, yeah, a loop group that came in. So, um, wow, we only have 10 minutes left. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make another. We'll make another. Okay. Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, on the spirituality note, I think that it ties in with this theme very well. There was something um, one of my best friends grew up Mormon. Actually, a few of uh, more than a handful of my friends have grown up Mormon um, from a litany of different sources, too. I mean, I guess cool. it's a big population where I live, so it's not super surprising. But anyway, they uh, sort of outgrew it in their own fashion. Uh, and by it, I mean, like the rigidity of the belief systems, not every habit and not every, you know, uh, tenant of the the lifestyle, but they grew out of it. And reconstructing a worldview and a like sense of meaning and perspective when you've let go of like monotheism uh, it can be really difficult. And I went through it, I think, at a really, really young age. Uh, and so for me, it's like kind of like growing up in a divorced situation. It's like, yeah, this is normal. I have two houses. Uh, and mm-hmm. so for for other people who go through that stage later in life when they become reliant on this very stable configuration of beliefs – it can be really jarring, really treacherous, and sometimes little or no success follows in finding and landing on some kind of similarly invigorating meaning, uh, a sense of meaning, right? And I, to, to go into the disgusting human thing, it's like, yeah, how can you uh, be spiritually enlightened and and do all these things, but then still be okay with yourself having these very base primal desires and, you know, do stuff that parts of your social self are thinking are disgusting or are bad. Like, how do you rectify that or balance that? And I think one of the things that the conversation with my friend who I'm I'm about to mention elucidated was uh, a linguistic problem. It's literally, I think most of these things are linguistic problems. Like I think the, the confusion and the, well, you can't have blank with blank, most of those things are just artifacts of the way we verbally structure situations because it we are putting things into little boxes that nature would never actually compress itself into because nature is like fluid and continuous and uh, like a full flowing spectrum of, of things and experiences. And especially something like religious experience, which I think is like seeing leaves. You know, it's like something so innate to the experience of just existing and walking around earth uh, as a human organism that nobody can own it right you can't you can't have uh one religion be the only way to access spiritual experience and if that Mm -hmm. is true then that means any and all or none could be a way to access that same religious experience and i feel like people when they let go of this like i said like that monotheistic structure or any formal religious structure, they often find themselves like, oh, well, then none of this shit is true. It's like, what are you talking about? You still had religious experiences. Those were completely valid. It doesn't matter what was what you realized was faulty, but you are not quite articulating well to yourself, is that all of the linguistic details that I added on the religious experience are what the bullshit is, such as like, like what this person looks like or what their name was or what the rules are that they laid down. Mm-hmm. But the way that the, the positive connection to all things, that, the way that that feels and the harmony with, that embodies you when you feel that way is absolutely real. Like in the same way that any quote, illusory experience is still real. Like if you're watching a horror film, you're not experiencing fake terror if you're really scared. It's you're really getting the emotional consequence of being in terror. And you guys as performers totally understand that obviously firsthand. Mm -hmm. And any other performers listening know that it's like, right. Absolutely, yeah. 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 
And so, so the same thing applies to religious experience. Anyway, where I was going with this is my friend um, was saying something to the tune of, yeah, it's like, I guess we're just a bunch of like chemical processes in these mechanical, like in these very like built out uh, algorithms in our head that make our, make us make all the choices that we do. And we're just this like bag of flesh. I was like, that's all true. Mm-hmm. If you just take out the word just <laughs> like you are not just anything. Yeah. You are 100% of all of those things mixed together. And the problem is people go like, well, if I'm this, then I can't be a res- uh, spiritually meaningful being who's connected to all things because I, I can be described in chemicals. And it's like, and what the fuck are chemicals? That's why I started the whole thing of saying like, having any semblance of where this stuff starts to break down, you start to realize that like, oh yeah, everything is literally one thing. And that perspective can sort of reinvigorate this sense of meaning and this sense of like, so all that stuff that I am experiencing, like, it's really difficult to describe. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to take it into a relationship context, but if you had a relationship with somebody and you were in love with them and you felt this immense experience of being in love with them and then you found out that they weren't in love with you, oftentimes we tell ourselves in the narrative like, oh, it was all bullshit, it was all fake. It's like, but it wasn't. You still had that experience. The relationship may have not turned out to be the way you were imagining it ought to be, but that by no means invalidates the the in- intensity and veracity of your emotions at the time. Yeah, um, it's different yeah. for them doesn't mean it's the same for yeah. Like yes. it doesn't right. It doesn't um, shouldn't belittle or demean you know those feelings you um you guys are excellent listeners i appreciate you and again it's hard for me to gauge because we're not there in person if i'm just like waxing poetic and and being really long-winded about everything but i appreciate you guys letting me blab about the stuff because i realize it's not exactly in the perfect vein of what you guys normally talk about yeah which i'm also happy to do during this next segment yeah okay good because these questions are crazy okay Um, now we usually, we got a couple of these from, our Instagram followers, a couple of them from the interwebs. Um, so I can share the screen and we usually do like one each and then we each take turn. or yeah, we'll just, you know what? I'm going to share the screen and then we'll just decide. Um, mm -mm -mm, share screen. We live in. Poor Ella is freezing in the park, but. Oh my gosh. No, I'm doing just lovely. Okay, good. I would way rather be recording outside than actually being inside anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, if this mic setup were portable, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a total outdoor kid, so this is great. Great. Um, Okay, so it says, just for everyone, it says, let's eat tacos. (laughs) And then it has our names and it says, spin the wheel. Um, So I'm not (laughs) sure where this talk... Important to know, let's eat tacos. Yeah, I, I I don't know why that... When I first put everyone's names in, initially it was loads of different um, fillings for tacos. So I guess it was the pre-established one was like meant for dining out. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna... I thought that this was our like window into Alo's like search tendencies. You know, like for me, it'd be like here's some science stuff and boobs and whatever you're interested in, and then for her, it's just tacos. Tacos. <laughs> No, so this just is so constantly online looking for taco paraphernalia. That I mean, every ad pushed to her. Is that <laughs> oh, I'm really scared now. You know, it's the first thing I think of when I think of all those tacos. You bet. Yep. You bet me. Talk I'm, about I'm it. All for tacos. Okay, so. Um, well, the questions are on this page, but we go through first to see who's going to answer the first question. Great. Um, actually, I'm going to do. This. Okay, so the first question. Let's see if this site makes a noise when it the first oh, question no. is for our guest yay now there's one question which specific- colin it's for you it's for you it says let's eat colin wade <laughs> let's do it come on guys everybody hop on we're eating me <laughs> here we go colin this question is just for you man do you have a name for uh, you do i have package? a name yeah do i do i read the question or do you um do you, uh, we can we can read it do you have a name for your package? I think you should have read that because I'm not fully comfortable I love reading it. that to you. <laughs> this uh, is great. Uh, do I have a name for my package? If, no, but if oh. I did, it would be the steamroller. <laughs> no, I have. No, oh my gosh! I have no. Um, it's so uncomfortable. Other than like 
in a momentary fashion, like how I would like nickname a bird that I'm walking by. I have no lasting like uh, relationship with the entity of my package. Okay, wait. I, like, yeah, it doesn't persist for more than a moment if I do as a joke oh, that's... create a name or a relationship with it. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is like my hand. Yeah. A, a question. So you said a momentary thing like passing a bird. Give us an example of what one of those momentary things. Yeah, we would, I, we would love to know. At what point ha- um, has so it been like, like... you know, if I am laying in, in bed and someone says some kind of compliment to me after sex and they're like, they're like, wow, it's, it's pretty great. I'll like, you know, maybe spread the skin out and be like, like the cobra is going to get you. Watch out. But then it's over and it'll never happen again. <laughs> So I, so much so, my brother-in-law actually has uh, like something he bandies about in like public or friend, uh, family gathering. Sorry, he'll call his thing the merchant, and like talks oh about God. how it's like sailed the seven seas and like is always going oh. into new ports and all this stupid shit like that. That is and insane. While it's funny, from a, an ironic perspective, like many ironic jokes, it's also very cringy, and mm-hmm. I have a like generic distaste for that kind of humor. Not self-adulation, because I mean I love myself and I think it's fine to love yourself, but like that the icon iconizing your own like character yeah. is like you know it's like the Kanye of the sex world to get Gross. get off your own ass. Yeah. Um I love that. Okay, the nice. next that makes sense. The the next one is also I'm so sorry my phone rang in the middle of that. Oh, yay. Mod- Let's, Let's eat all. Eat all. <laughs> is that what it's- Let's eat all. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, it's me whenever I sit down at the dinner table. Let's eat all. Let's all eat I always eat everything, including everybody else. Wait, I don't know what says, too. do you like when... This question says, do you like Great. when I send you dirty pictures? <laughs> oh, are we talking about you specifically? Yeah, we shouldn't be. Pictures? It must you... be a question that yeah, Alo ingested from her Instagram viewers. I got it from... Exactly, this is probably my point. Oh, no. I see... It's, it's like from yeah, this website. This the, um, yeah, this is a very yeah. this is a personal. Great. Um, I'll go last because I talk all the time. Okay, the, so let's change it to do you. <laughs> do you like receiving dirty pictures? Do you like receiving? Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Yes, from me. Uh, from me. But like Hello, not that, unsolicited. Hello, you cut out for a second. Say that again. Like ah ah um. <laughs> I said yes, but obviously from me. It's a yes from me. I, um, for me, probably similarly, it needs to be the right time and place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs to be like asked for. I'm not someone who just like wants, wants to see that it mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, like there needs to be some build up, and then you're like, oh, nice, a visual. Thanks. That makes total sense. Uh, and it's a hard yes for me. That's, I guess, not surprising, <laughs> given the the general split in the trend. I've also been really surprised at how um, normal it's either become or how normal it's been the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's also probably the phenom- same kind of phenomena as, like, drug use. Like, once you get into that world, you see and meet all of the people and gravitate towards all the people that are already in that world. So it right. seems like the whole world was doing this thing without your knowledge and that's how i feel about when i started discovering that like people were sending nude pictures all the time i was like wow this is fun and everybody's like yeah this is like super normal we all do this all the time and uh and i love I it i want to hang out with your friends <laughs> say that again i want to hang out with your friends <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah this community then <laughs> um okay so Apply will changes. So next question. No, we're just gonna do all. We'll start with Colin, obviously, because you're the guest. So you know, guests first. Um, do you? Oh, do you like it with the lights on or off? <sighs> I I mean I'm a both. Okay, so obviously, if videos are being taken, which oh. is also really fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, then lights at least partly on. Right. Um. I really, like, not bright lights, 
because there's something weird about that, but I enjoy the experience with or without and, and the less artificial or contrived or set up the situation for me, mm-hmm. the easier it is to access that place of being like, cool. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, even though I like taking videos, let's say I don't like planning on that and like setting up lights. So it's like, yeah. it makes me be in my own head and that's like not fun. That defeats the whole purpose. So so I like the yeah, lights both. to be however the hell they were when we started making out and, mm-hmm. and realized that we're about to have sex. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Ella? I think that's such a great answer. Oh, yeah. me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually was thinking about the whole time you were speaking, and I still don't really know my answer. But okay. I think either pitch dark, can't see a thing. Um, but that, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but that's usually, like, if I don't know somebody, if it's someone that I know, like, you want like a little visual is nice like yeah. a little partial light yeah but never full light full light is no absolutely never know yeah see yeah see see for me i was always like i like it dark and like i like it i like it you know dark and physical and whatever but then recently i've started making candles and i was trying out a new candle and it was lit and i was like wait, am I turned on by my own candles? Oh, and, candle light's my favorite. That's oh, yeah. the winner. If that was an option all the time, it would be the only one. So, yes. Yeah, so do you know what? It For me, and I and I can recall at one other point there being, like, I, with one other experience in my past where, like, a candle was always lit in my dorm room. or Not my dorm room, obviously, because I'm not allowed candles in dorm rooms. Like, in... It was in my dorm room. Um, <laughs> but, I think we all knew it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for me, it's it's candlelight or, or nothing. Yeah, I, I love that the dim darkness situation for the reasons it seemed like you were listing, that it's like the physical focus of just like feeling everything as yeah. opposed to See, just like, the visual stimulation yeah. being the focus. But I, a, as you're describing, I like just in the candlelight fulfills it perfectly. And there's yeah. a reason it's super cliche romantic. I think probably, yeah, I, I think for agree. millennia humans have been doing most of their sex in firelight. Next question. What do you think about toys in the bedroom? Ella? I go first. Oh, yes. Ella? Ella, go first. Let's just let's just bring her into it. Please, 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 please let me go first. Absolutely include them 100%. Please. Yes. yes. I think that they're great. I don't understand why more people don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the taboo around them. Everybody uses them. They make things more fun. They make things more pleasurable. I say yes, always. People need to try it. If you haven't already, it will change your life. Yeah, I second that. I also am super open to it. I, I've i had m- not many, but definitely more than a few partners who are all about it mm-hmm. and oh, like would love to employ them and, and bring them about. And I loved that um, because it's great to, you know, to do things that are fun. For me personally, it falls into this, like it's right on the edge of this category of what I said before of like the situation being like, artificial or contrived like Mm -hmm. the less organic the situation but that being said it's like you know why is a finger not a toy no i i I mean like anything that does the same thing that a finger does or that can vibrate it's like wait what a great invention we should use this so it's it's so because it's so normal and easy i think it's even more invited but when things go to the extreme end of like well, we need a whole apparatus, like a sex swing and like, you know, flogging leather and all this stuff. For me, it's not that I'm not into that and down to do it. It's just like <laughs> so much effort that now it's like we're putting on a show instead of we're getting off. Yeah. Um, which I'm very, again, very fortunate and biased that that's like that just a human body is enough for me to be like, that's awesome. I'm into this. Yeah. But I've never been anything but stoked when a partner of mine is like i want to use this toy i'm like great here we go (laughs) like so i do enjoy it but i I don't think i would ever be the force bringing it into the space yeah um it's funny that these questions are all about sex because i feel like we did not discuss the subject at all until yeah but we bone so but yes us together not not you and me collectively (laughs) we collectively bone 
the three. Yeah, collect, yeah. At some point in our lives, we all have at yeah. some point, but just not together. Not together. Right. Um. Okay. What's the longest you've gone without doing? With, gone without. I definitely doing win. It? I definitely win. A year in two months. Oh, thank you, COVID nineteen. That's the same for me. Not this year, really? but I. Oh, wow. I deliberately talking I about deliberately we should bone. Was, um, <laughs> I, I abstained for like fourteen months. Uh, wow. Probably about, yeah, eight nine years ago. Um, and I think it's in adulthood, obviously, that's the longest. Okay, last question. I wonder what it is. The wheel. Yeah, there's is only just... one option on the wheel for those of you listening. Yeah. <laughs> What? Where is your favorite makeout spot? <laughs> I, I cannot answer this question because the same reason as before. I am such a basic bitch, primal oh. man guy about most of these things that, like, like I was, uh, as you could tell from my my talking about over intellectualizing things and putting things in verbal frameworks, I'm like the ugh kiss you know like like, (laughs) not literally in the way that i kiss but in in the mental relationship with the thing i'm just like yeah wow i like looking at you and smelling you and kissing your mouth and like to me all the other details are superfluous i'm like kiss me great awesome every time whether it's on a couch or whether it's in a car or in a driveway or whether it's you know on the top of a mountain is like totally almost irrelevant to me yeah i feel like weird i I, know that's not normal but no no that it it is i think i'm the same and but had you asked me that question i think when i was a bit younger maybe it would have been different answer you know like i certainly had like a, a a favorite spot i would take my dates to you know here or in new york whatever it was like i had my place that was like my i don't know what it was it was just special to me um but now it's i mean maybe because now it's like just there's literally only one other person that i am actively kissing that it's like mm-hmm. anywhere's kind of that that spot for me right yeah interesting ella um your turn <laughs> so for me uh when i was in high school i like had a route that i would take people on oh yeah it was really funny really funny yeah um super juvenile and we'd always end up like at the same beach in my car Mm -hmm. and i would always be like say something really like cheesy and gross and we'd end up making out my car um as an adult (laughs) as an adult um not really, but this isn't a, like a place, a makeout spot, but my favorite way that it's like initiated is one person just like grabs the other and you just start making out. That's my oh, favorite. I hate the... when people ask. Wait, can yes, I, can I, I had... tell you my line? Consent is important. Consent is extremely important. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to know that both of you are into it, but once you've like established the other course of the night that both of you are into it, when you just grab someone and when they just grab you and it just happens my favorite i had this one of my no go go you 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 uh when we we were introduced from a mutual friend in in comedy this is like years and years ago but it's a fun story just because it involves that um we like messaged each other trying to set up a meetup time and both of us were like traveling intermittently for a couple months so we were like casually maybe chatting like in little spurts uh once a week Mm -hmm. leading up to like planning a time to meet up in person and when we finally met in person it was literally like walking towards each other in in a part and being like hi hi and by the time we got to each other immediately we were like <gasps> making out and, and oh embracing my God. each other i was like wow this is great and both of us were like wow that's so powerful that is it so was powerful. really awesome <laughs> so cool and then the, yeah yeah never mind my and then one of my favorite things is that like they went on they're like oh i don't they were like telling some story at, at like a dinner that I we're all at because we worked this. together a couple of times after we had dated which is great because I, I still love them very much so mm-hmm. but they were like yeah i'll never like kiss somebody or do whatever whatever on the first date i was like what are you talking about mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, yeah yeah except for that i was like this bothers me when people make carte blanche blanket statements about themselves and then they overlook the very yeah. obvious exceptions it's like well then that's not true yeah no then which yeah which to the point we didn't talk about that bothers me about most people who claim to be monogamous that they're actually being what we would call serial monogamous and they're just putting into a box be like that was the period of time where i was monogamous with this person and then now is the part where i'm monogamous with this it's like but you were with you were interested in multiple people overlapping at any rate and even if there wasn't overlapping yeah it's that that thing that like jolts me i'm like what do you not see yeah just the 
Don't slightly see the timed different version of what other people are doing. <laughs> <laughs> I had um my tale about sort of like, you know, the whole just when they just pull you and kiss you, whatever. Yeah. Um in <laughs> in sophomore year. Um, I think I've probably told Ella the story. It, this was one of the one of my one of my like guys, basically. It, it's sophomore Olo, basic for context. If you haven't heard from her, the previous episodes, is she was a nightmare and she was a mess, but she was a whole lot of fun, and she got with just about anyone. Um, and just there was about. yeah, just about still has limits. It just, I mean, she still had a sliver of self respect, but like it was not very big. Um, so I was I went for coffee with this guy who was like a, a I knew him from quite a few other friends social situations and I was like yeah like he's he's really fair I want to get with him whatever we went for coffee and I was trying all of my usual tactics I'm just gonna have a chill coffee because clearly he's not into this then he walked me back to my dorm and I was like okay I'm going upstairs whatever and he he. He left and then he texted me and he's like, oh, what you just said. I can't even remember what it was, but he's like, but was that an invitation for me to come upstairs? And I said, oh, well, yes, obviously. Like, I, I had kind of forgotten what I said, but I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, it was. Anyway, he came up and we started playing Hangman to, like, kill the tension, I guess, which somehow, I don't know how that didn't make it more tense and weird, but it's fine. I was, you know, a 21-year-old mm. child. I wasn't. I was just a 21-year-old. Um, <laughs> and we started playing Hangman, and then he... And I was like, okay, and they started getting, like, a little bit, you know, frisky, whatever. So I thought, I really can't gauge him or not. Because I would have literally just, like, kiss, kissed him, but I couldn't tell. Um, so my Hangman quest, my hangman little phrase was... It, it was something along the lines of, like, well, aren't you going to kiss me already? Or when are you... Are you that's ever gonna awesome. kiss me or something or like what are you oh no 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 it was what are you waiting for that's what it was and um and he saw wow, it that is it, so hot. yeah I love yeah that he said so I, hot. I put what are you so waiting so for and he's like, I love it it was so hot and so mysterious honestly that one i was like if this doesn't work i'm gonna shoot myself in the foot but it's fine um and then he saw it and then was just like and then the whole room just shifted and i was like come here <laughs> Anyway, yeah. we'll never reenact that. Wow. Um, but yeah, what are you waiting for? That was it. That's brilliant. Absolutely so brilliant. Uh, well, anyway, that was... Uh, this has been our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Multiple yeah, times Zoom has kicked us off. Oh um, my gosh, so much fun. So nice could, to meet you. You too, Ella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We, I love it. We love you. I'm so happy you guys have finally met. You've, you've both heard about each other. And I'm I'm so happy that, yes, you met. And this is so much fun. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that yes as well. That was really fun. Yes, I'm And so we happy. got to the sex stuff at the end. But, yeah, at yeah. the end. <laughs> we did. We got a little bit of the sex stuff in. I love it. <laughs>